Hey everyone, you're listening to Something Real. Uh, today we're featuring a Something to Think About episode instead of a Something to Talk About episode like we did last week. Like I said, one of these days we'll get back on track. Anyway, uh, today we are in Luke chapter 8, and Rich is talking about a pretty familiar story, uh, the parable of the sower. Chances are you've heard this or some part of it before, but as we dive in deeper to it, it's interesting how Jesus actually goes so far as to explain exactly what he means here. Uh, He's working in metaphors when he's talking about the seed and the soil, but then he goes on to explain exactly what he's talking about, so there's no confusion whatsoever. Uh, That was interesting to me. I, I hope you find it interesting too, but here's Rich. chapter 8 finds Jesus, as usual, on mission. At the very beginning, in verse 1, we see that he's traveling about from one town and village to another, and he's doing what he always does. He's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, the gospel. He has the twelve with him, his special messengers, his apostles. And Luke also points out that he has some women with him. It's interesting that he specifies these women. He actually calls them by name, which is typical of Luke's purpose in his gospel. Luke is trying to establish an orderly account that he's investigated himself. So as he's showing the historicity of the faith and the reasons to believe, he is putting details in that are examples of the fact that he has personally investigated. He mentions by name Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, and a woman named Susanna, as well as many others. Luke points out that these women were actually helping to support them financially out of their own means. That's significant in such a patriarchal society. It's also significant that he mentions them by name to demonstrate the historicity of this gospel. He goes on in verse 4 to talk about Jesus telling a parable to a large crowd of people. The parable had to do with a farmer sowing seed. And the Lord describes this farmer out scattering seed. And some falls along the path where it's hard. And the seed is trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some of it fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Verse 7 points out that other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns, or the weeds, grew up with it and choked the plants out. Still other seed, in verse 8, fell on good soil. The soil was able to receive it, and it grew, and it took root. And in that soil, it came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Now, Jesus tags this with a line that he uses so often with his parables. He says, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Now his disciples asked him what the parable meant. Perhaps they also are wondering what he means by whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Jesus points out that the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God had been given to the disciples. They get to spend time with Jesus. They get to have all these deep explanations. But to others, he speaks in parables. He's giving word pictures, object lessons, that are very obvious for those who are ready to receive it. But for others who are not ready to receive it, who are not willing to take in the truth of God's word, he quotes Isaiah 6-9. Though seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. Then he explains the meaning of the parable. He says, the seed represents the word of God. 
In verse 12, he points out that those along the path are the ones who hear God's word, but the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Their hearts are hardened like that path, and it takes no root. Those on the rocky ground, in verse 13, are the ones who receive the word with joy, but they have no root. They don't mature. They don't grow. They don't develop. They believe for a while, he says, but in the time of testing, they fall away. When things get hot, their faith doesn't hold because it was emotional. They received the word with joy. They had a passion and enthusiasm, but there's no stability. There's no substance to their faith. This seems to be a common problem in modern evangelical circles. We have all sorts of entertainment-oriented, consumer-oriented experiences. And people get fired up about them. Great dynamic personalities, big musical productions. We market church well. And people get very excited about it. But it's really just emotional. This has been a problem as long as there have been revival-type meetings. When the word goes out, people get excited about it. But it doesn't mean that it sticks It requires more. It requires a discipleship to be able to put down roots. Otherwise, this emotional style faith that we tend to have disappears when things get hot. In verse 14, Jesus talks about the seed that fell among thorns. And he says it stands for those who hear the word, but as they go on their way, they're choked out by life's worries and riches and pleasures and all the things of this world. And they don't mature. This also seems an awful lot like what we experience today. We have so many things competing for our time, our focus, our energy, that we might receive the gospel, but we get so caught up in all the rest of the things of this life, we set our minds and our hearts on the things here rather than on things above, and we don't grow. No one can serve two masters, Jesus said. He was speaking specifically of God and money, but it applies just as well to all of the rest of the things of this life that consume us, even things that seem good. We get focused on our careers, providing for our family comfort, religious practices, social justice, our causes, our education, our entertainment, our kids' sports programs. And we let all of these things choke out the Word of God in our lives. And we don't mature. We don't grow. But there's another scenario that Jesus talks about in verse 15. The seed on the good soil stands for those who receive the gospel, as the NIV puts it, with a noble and good heart. They receive the word, they retain the word, and they persevere in the word. And because they hear it, they receive it, they retain it, they persevere in it, they produce a harvest, a crop. It's significant to note that receiving and growing in the word is synonymous with producing a harvest for the Lord. We're not saved by producing We're not saved by our works. But when we are saved, when the word falls on good soil in our hearts and puts down roots and grows in us, then the natural thing is that God's word growing in us will produce fruit and God will receive the glory. As you and I go about our daily lives, may we not be hard-hearted and fail to receive the gospel. May we not be shallow and emotional so that we receive a version of the gospel that has no root and can't stand in the midst of trials. And may we not be so consumed with the things of this world that we miss out on the reality of Jesus Christ in our lives and the Holy Spirit moving in us. May we instead receive God's word like fertile soil so that it grows in us with deep roots, producing a crop a hundred times more than was sown, that the Lord might produce in us a great harvest for his glory.
Thank you for listening, and I hope this has given you something to think about.